Yo, hope you all are tuning in while en route to a kick-ass wilderness trip. It's Trap Grub, the Climbing Bum CEO of Rerouted, and your humble host today. Thanks for getting wild with us on the Adventure Capital Pod. They're an unbelievable amount of rad people taking on heinous challenges, building unreal organizations that are helping more humans get out on gnarly adventures. Our hope is to ignite inspiration by sharing the industry secrets that we share around the campfire. The Adventure Capitalist is focused on fundraising over fundraising. These people that we'll interview have invested in making the outdoors accessible, affordable, and sustainable to anyone that wants to create their own wilderness adventures. Ed Abbey once said, the idea of wilderness needs no defense, it only needs defenders. The Adventure Capital Podcast is the stories of those defenders. Hello, everybody. I am so excited today to welcome my friend, John Rosenberg. He is the CEO and founder of Cold Case Gear, and he's also doing way too many other cool outdoor adventure projects. But John, why don't you jump in and say hi and maybe give a little bit about Cold Case Gear? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Like you said, John Rosenberg, founder of Cold Case Gear, started this thing officially almost five years ago that's when we i started the facebook page wow Um, i didn't know that that's cool john yeah yeah so it it all happened super quick so the impetus for starting this business was i is a photographer and we had this tradition of for the new year we'd always go to some remote backcountry spot to just get away from everything and reset and her being a photographer, of course, all of her camera equipment was going to come. On this particular trip, we went deep into Rocky Mountain National Park. We hauled, I actually had a, a sled that I pulled behind me. We had about 20 pounds of her camera equipment. And on the first night out there, temperatures plummeted and all of her batteries died, rendering everything else completely useless. And yep. So we just, uh, yeah, got to enjoy that. No, no photos of that trip, huh? No, I mean, I have a couple on my cell phone and that's it. And uh, yeah, I got back home from that trip and it was like, I had that crystallizing aha moment and just like got, got the idea going and been working hard at it ever since. And it's in the last couple of years that things have actually kind of taken off. And now here we are. Yeah, that's so awesome, John. And I know I'd asked you to think about a quote, and I know you had said that you were an avid outdoorsman, and I love Ed Abbey. All the audience knows I love Ed Abbey. So you were ready with one, and just share it with everybody. Yeah. First, I will just say I credit Ed Abbey to actually getting me into reading in my adult life. First book I read since high school was Desert Solitaire, and I went down a rabbit hole. But yeah, so, you know, his famous quote, of all the paths that he take in life, make sure some of them are dirt. And I, I just, I resonate with that so much, both in the outdoor world and kind of in the business world of uh-huh. getting down and dirty and just, you're going to do everything. <laughs> yep. And John, you're a solo founder. You have a, you, or you have a partner. Yeah. I'm a solo founder, solopreneur. Yeah. You, yeah, you wear all the hats, man. You don't have any delegation yet. That, it'll come though, John. That's what the, that's what the tea leaves predict. I can't wait. 
to tell people what to do. So cold case gear, that's John's company. And really it's a lot more sophisticated than I'm going to lay out to the audience, but it's a really cool unit to move your batteries and your mobile devices. That's really four season, any kind of extreme weather, any sort of situation, this thing keeps your phone, your batteries safe and warm, John. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We tell people that we sell peace of mind and we're all about safety. We, our tagline is we, we protect the gear that gets you home. Um, yeah, as yeah. we are all about protecting, you know, cell phones, GPS devices, those essential things that we take with us in the outdoors. I love that. And I think that what I really liked about your case in particular, first of all, especially you since you're doing all of the work. And I'm sure your partner is also helping take some of the pictures as a photographer. Product photos that John is taking, he's really getting out there and doing it. You're putting it through the pressure testing. I love all of that. Here's the case in snow. Here we did it for 24 hours overnight. Here's that, the results. So for the more business side of things and for the outdoor side, Oh, one of the themes that I hear on this podcast in my interviews is that people find ways to merge their business with getting outside. Do you find an opportunity to go outside in order to produce some of this content? Is that like part of the strategy? Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of mornings where you know, just a couple of days ago, we drove out into the mountains and it had just snowed. And I was like, I really don't want to drive up here right now and go do this. But looking at it being mid-October and having snow on the ground, I'm like, man, I got to get winter content before winter actually starts. Yeah. So it's very frequently the inspiration to go out and have an adventure. And on the <laughs> other hand, it's become difficult to go and have an adventure and only have an adventure. I almost always have a camera with me. I'm always thinking, how is this going to benefit the business? And would be nice one of these days to just actually go for a hike, just to go for a hike. I, I know, John, my my wife and my business partner, she's our head of marketing, Samantha, always makes fun of me because she can usually bait me to go do social activities by telling me about all the people I'm going to get to meet and tell about rerouted. She's trapped. There'll be 200 people there that you can tell about rerouted. Like, oh, I guess I'll go then if that's the case. I get it. And I love, I'll just summarize in that what seems like a pro tip from John over there is build a business that gets you out doing the things that you love, but be careful because sometimes you get stuck and it does make it hard to truly enjoy. It was always one of the risks of the guide business, right? It's one of the reasons that I stayed away from guiding is because I wanted to go out and play and do those things for fun, not for work. So as you've done this more and more, five years, that's a grind, man. And I know you've had a lot of success so far. Talk about some of those, the give and takes of the entrepreneurship world, especially the solo entrepreneurship world. What are some of the kind of, sat, what are some of the sacrifices that you've made for some of the big wins and vice versa? What are some of the things that you maybe you've learned from? Yeah, really the biggest sacrifice is time because you're, <laughs> you're never going to get that back. And, but also not, if you're serious about something, you need to be prepared to just go. There, there's no nine to five. There's no nine to five. And so you just need to be prepared to, to put in that time, but also say that you need to kind of like, you gotta know when the right times are. Like I, I have times when I feel like I feel guilty for not working on something. 
but I know I'm not feeling it. Like you can't force some of this stuff, especially in the creative realm. Like you just can't be like, I'm going to sit down and knock, knock this out. It just doesn't work like that if you're not feeling it. But yeah, I, I definitely would say biggest sacrifice is definitely time. And just with that uh, relationships, if you ask my wife what it's like to be married to a solo founder, her experience would be similar to mine with all the ups and downs because it's hard. It's, it is really taxing, John. It's something I think about all the time. And I guess two, two pieces of that I've learned is A, I'm really lucky in that part of my business development is getting to meet really awesome people like you, like the other people on my network. So despite meeting on a level, I do feel like I have those social interactions. Now, most of my friends always tease me, the actual friends I have that aren't affiliated with rerouted because I'll sit with them and none of them ever ask me how work is going because they know that I'll take up. They'll, oh, I'll just start going. And right. all of a sudden we've burned the entire night. So it is, it's a difficult balance because time is the greatest sacrifice and it's something that we just have to give. So tell me, in order to give that kind of time, I know you deeply care about cold case gear. What, what, why does it matter so much? Why do, why do, should everybody care as much as you do? Yeah, because I firmly believe in the product that we're selling. Yeah. Um, getting involved in the outdoors for me, probably about eh, 10 years ago, maybe, maybe more than that. It was such a transformative experience. And I want to, I want to help people the way, the only way I know how, I want to help more people get outdoors and for a lot of people safety is a huge factor and so now we're selling something that has a direct impact on your safety yeah and so that definitely keeps me motivated to to get out there and keep working on it every day cool and so it's easy for that excitement to to come through john that's a perfect answer and i'm so glad you said it i'm so glad that we don't script this because i just get such authentic real input and so we as founders have to seize on the those moments those silver mm -hmm. linings and that that motivation is because I, I feel a lot of the same things right i get to get more people outside one of the best my favorite stories i was out climbing and this girl random girl out at the crag looked at me and I had asked to go record them about just used gear in general. And she goes, yeah, I actually bought all my gear used. And I was like, really, where? She goes, at this website called Rerouted. And I was like, no, no way. And she goes, thanks yeah. to you, I got all, I, I got to go rock climbing this season. That's incredible. And so those moments are just, man, that 30, that, five minute interaction kept me charged for months and months so give me i love that you brought safety into the mix give me give me one of those moments i know you've had a bunch i know your product is out there so give me one of those awesome moments oh man okay yeah so i actually have as an avid outdoors person i'm actually on the trail running team for this company called ultra spire out of cool. st george utah 
and working with their like ambassador manager. So she bought a couple of our cases and she loves them. And she actually just left us this video review. So she's a diabetic and she uses it for her. She's got like an insulin pump called like an Omnipod. And she's open really nervous about taking that with her because it's a really sensitive piece of equipment. And it wasn't a use case that I had in mind for it, but she left this rave review like, hey, I put my Omnipod in your Westlook case. I brought it with me, canyoneering in, in Utah. Everything was drenched, but my Omnipod was totally fine. I'm so psyched that I have this now because that gives me the peace of mind and I feel better. And I'm just like, this is, it's, I love it when someone just comes up with a new like idea and use case for my product that I wasn't even thinking about. And so that just got me super excited. Definitely. John, that's an awesome story. And I think that is like one of the best parts about building something and being the person that's responsible for the pathways we choose to go down. So I know we both did the scape cohort. I know you and I have both been in the business world for a long time. I'm sure you're familiar with the term customer discovery. Yes, that, that is one of the most clear, clean cut examples of customer discovery that we can get as founders. You hear that feedback and John, I'm curious because I'm pretty distant from your business. I see it from social media perspective, but I'm not in the weeds there, man. I'm. Thinking about some of the people I know that are also diabetic, that also love adventures. And I know, you know, that there's a large percentage of people that are both diabetic and outdoorsy. Man, what a, what an awesome opportunity that seems like to say, hey, we built this thing that we weren't even thinking about for you guys. Holy smokes. Like, that's where it's so cool. And those moments are, I think, what we both li lived for. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And I actually got another email this morning about can I carry insulin and, it, and, and all these things. I get this question so much and I find it fascinating as a founder and someone who, you know, I get to have these interactions with my customers that get me excited, but I can imagine what it'd be like working at, let's say some mid to large size company, your product category manager. And you're like, yeah. okay, I have to make a tent that is under four pounds and costs $380 and like this and that. Like, I don't know how you would get excited about yeah. that. I just, I don't know. And I guess that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. You and me both, man. My, my team gave me a presentation at one point. They was like, dude, you got to stop the creative juices sometimes. Right? Like you're too much, man. We can't do it all, right? And so it's so interesting. How do we take that feedback, digest it, prioritize and organize it, and make sure that we're executing and putting our resources towards the best value, especially because I feel like this is pretty generic in the outdoor industry. There's a lot of altruism that's involved, and a lot of us really want to solve a problem, do good, do more make a positive impact for you there's a lot of the safety component and i think the name of this pod is the adventure capital pod because i think that there's a lot of different kinds of capital and one of them is obviously money but one of the ones that i think is a little bit underserved is wilderness is adventure is 
getting people really outdoors and to be present in, in those moments. We got to talk a lot about the cold case piece of it. I have always admired from afar, I know I mentioned it a little bit ago, your guys' product display, your creativity there, the way you guys are setting the brand tone from a visibility standpoint. Do you mind going a little bit deeper on that? How do you think about setting up some of those shots for other people that are doing mm -hmm. product? And then we'll make sure to plug you at the end so people can go see what we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I find this really fascinating. Everything is connected. So one, one of the core values of our company is authenticity. So authenticity and trust. So yeah, we talk a lot about safety aspect product. And so when we do our product photos, I mean, we're like actually using our product in the way that we hope it's going to be used. Yeah. So we have a video that we did from last year where we're doing a drop test. Now to actually do a drop test at a third party lab is like a minimum of $10,000 and we sure. you know, don't have that, but we live in the mountains, so we get resourceful. And I chucked it off a 50 foot cliff and I put my phone in the case and I didn't know what was going to happen. We recorded the thing live. It was just a genuine reaction. So I chuck it off the cliff. We get, we open the phone case up. I'm like, oh, wow, it didn't break. So I want to put it through its paces in these authentic ways that I hope then comes across to our audience so that they're like, wow, it really works. If I buy this, I can trust that it's going to actually work. It's not just marketing fluff that they're throwing at me. And so that's really our process is let's put this in a real situation and capture photos of it. I love it. I think that's, I think that's great. And I do. I mentioned it. You did the one where you buried it in snow overnight. I actually didn't see you throwing your phone off the cliff, but I think I would like to see you throwing I'll your phone you. off the cliff. <laughs> yes, please do. I think that's a really valuable point for all of the listeners out here that are thinking about starting businesses, that are starting businesses, that are along the path that we are, maybe even people that are further along than we are. There's so much noise out there. John, I'm sure you get the same amount of crazy spam emails that I do. Hundreds and hundreds of insane spam emails about everything. So I know that I ask my team this all the time. Do you all listen to ads? They go, no, we ignore them. Yep. And that's most people now. You see it's paid or sponsored or anything, ignore. You don't even look at what it is. So you're trying to solve problems. There's really only one path. And I think you nailed it. Trust and authenticity. And it's putting a real face, showing a real human being, doing real things. That's what gets past the noise. It's the same reason I... You know what? Patagonia has done so much good work. I don't care that a lot of people think that they're co competition. It's to, to me and what I'm doing. They did an amazing used goods ad that had a kid's, a bunch of different names on it. Some of them scratched out to show, hey, look, this has been through 10 kids. This is the story of gear. That's amazing. That's something that it doesn't matter if it's paid or not. You know, it's real. and. 
I love that you're talking about doing that in simple product photography. And I think that there's a huge boom having a partner that is a photographer. You, I'm sure, get some pro tips and some good yeah. suggestions <laughs> there. So that's awesome. I'm just trying to think, John. I know you guys have done a bunch of good marketing. I know you guys have also raised some money as a product. I've talked a little bit about raising money as a service and as a tech. Mm. Do you have any for aspiring founders or you have any general tips that? I, I would say make sure that if you're going to raise money, that's the path that you want to go down because it's going to make things more complicated, a lot more stressful. And then when you get your money, you got to be careful because there is a lot of noise out there. And there's a lot of people who will say, hey, hire my firm. We'll do it. Everyone's just trying to make a buck. And yeah. so just, yeah, you got to be, you got to be careful with it. And I would also yeah. say, and this goes for not just raising money. This is for everything. Yeah. But you, you got to be honest with potential investors, with potential customers, because people can smell through that crap. You might not raise your money because an investor asked you a question and you lied or were, were dishonest, where if you were just like, you know what, I don't know that, but I'm going to find out that's the answer that they actually want. Yeah. So that's really my biggest advice is just be careful and then be honest. Not, yeah. I, and you know what? It goes, John, it goes back to trust and authenticity. And I think that's across the board that the business ethic that resonates now, because I got the most insane AI email the other day. They're using my name, pulling location data about some place that we could meet up to go get coffee. There's just like crazy shit happening out yeah. in the world today. And it's just, how do you cut through the noise? And I know some of my advisors will say things like, Trap, you got to be better about sending out emails three times a week. Yeah. I'm like, dude. That just can't work because nobody's listening. I, I, John, I have no joke sat and writ, wrote, written an email to every single person on our email list individually multiple times. Wow. And I, 5% of people maybe write me back. That's as authentic and real and personable as you can possibly get, but it is playing a numbers game. When yeah. there's hundreds of other spam emails, how do you cut through the noise? And it's doing things like throwing your phone off a cliff. That's, yeah. I love every second of that. So I know you've done your background in marketing. Is that what your background's in? Where, where no. did you kind of come from? How'd you fall into this? So I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, okay, my background cool. is like my, the way I've worked in the outdoor industry is I've worked in customer service. I've worked in bike shops. I've worked in yeah. a warehouse. My background is I don't have one. I just, I love to get yeah. outdoors. Yeah. And so it's been, it's definitely been an uphill battle in a lot of areas to, to get where I'm at now. And it's just always learning every day. Yeah. Just yeah. learning. John, that's a really, it's a really powerful answer. And I think that's, something that everybody should take away and it's a hill that i'll die on is that nobody knows anything the only thing that we can do is just do and try and learn mm -hmm. 
more effective and faster and learn more efficiently than other people. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you look at people who maybe got a master's in marketing 10 years ago, or maybe we'll push it back even further and say 20. I'm not going to listen to them about social media marketing and all this other stuff because yeah, I'm not, they know a lot. I think a lot of the principles may be the same, but things are changing so quickly. You will always know far, you will always know far less than what you actually know. There's look, I'd rather pay a 16 year old $5,000 a month to run my TikTok account than I would rather pay $20,000 a month to a marketing professional no doubt about it give the 16 year old my tiktok every single time yeah look at the year 1400 we're pretty sure the planet was flat pretty sure and like they knew that we know this and no you don't know you just don't know and yeah i say pass the buck to the people who do because they're gonna do yeah they'll do a lot better than you can for sure we we were actually just teasing i have an eight month old baby and everything is coding these days everything is tech everything is in the computer and i was joking about walking archer in his room until he learns how to code get on it kid young kids are supposed to be good at the coding man what are you doing you're slacking over there eight months old and you don't even know how to write javascript yet but no man it's super interesting so i guess i'm i'm curious john do you have um like your journey has been you've been at it for a handful of years what were some of those tipping point moments. I know you mentioned the epiphany when you got back from the trip and you said, oh, there's this thing. Like you had to go through a prototyping stage. You had to go through a product development stage. What were some of those critical moments where you're like, damn, like people really want, how can I do more here? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I had, I have a handful of pretty critical moments in the business and some were high points and some were lows that pushed me forward. So the first one being, we launched a Kickstarter in July of 2019 for our original cut and sew product. Okay. We got that funded. It was 140% funded. And that right. was like, number one for me was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it. This is actually happening. That's amazing. Wait, John, before you go on to the next moment, I just... Tell me about the Kickstarter experience. I'm very curious. I've been kicking the crowdfunding idea around. Just give me, give me a riff mm-hmm. on that. So while you really need to know the market, you need to have everything set up in advance. You're going to put in a, at least a month of 40, 50 hours a week getting everything set up because it's really all about momentum. If you can get a ton of momentum right at the beginning, you're going to have a very high chance of succeeding. But the crowdfunding platform isn't for every type of business. You really need to have a, a pretty high margins to get away with it. Because a lot of businesses will launch with crowdfunding, but then they're like, you can't grow. If you want to do another round of manufacturing, well, you don't have enough money left over. And that kind of yeah. that, that happened to, to us. Definitely. Sure. And I miscalculated shipping costs. I had a couple of things that like went to Japan and I was like, wait, this is like $150 to ship. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's just really, it's a numbers game for sure with the margins and then just, you know, making sure people see it because like so many things, and I don't want to go on a diatribe here. You're not going to get to, to be like a featured on Kickstarter, just based off of your merit. They're not sure. like, oh, what a cool product. 
yeah, we'll just give you publicity for nothing at all. It's not how it works. Maybe 1% of things happen like that, but they're a business just like everything else. Yeah. And you know, what we ran into when we launched our Kickstarter, we, we launched product before we launched a business. We didn't really know who our customers were, what they wanted and really what we were offering. So while we were stoked that we were able to get funded and do our first round of production, but then after that, we is when we realized, oh, this doesn't perform how we want it to perform. It's not good enough. And that as a solo founder in a product-based business, if you don't like my product, you don't like me. And it, it was rough. Yeah. And so that kind of led me down the path of, okay, we need to make this thing. It's got to be amazing. It has to be the best it can possibly be. And there's a term called minimum viable product. Not for us. Can't do that because I want it to be the best because I had the experience of people telling me, hey, this didn't work. And so now I was like, okay, the next product has to work. So then our next big moment really was getting into the skate program. And that just got us thinking because when we applied to that, we still had just our cut and sew product. We didn't know that we were going to go into the radio frequency welding and all this crazy advanced manufacturing that we're doing now. But yeah, it was from that, that lowest point coming right off that high of actually getting funded that really pushed us to build the product that we have now. And so I'm super grateful for having what I really consider is, was my most successful failure. Hey, I like that. I think we should all be looking for successful failures. It's just part of the game, John. You know, I think you and I could probably keep going at this for forever. I think such a really powerful note to start wrapping up the episode on is this idea of, how did you say it? My, my most successful failure. Is that yep. right? Yeah. So give us give us where that everybody can track you down, see those awesome product photos, go check out what you're doing at Cold Case, and then John's always up to something. So I'm and follow along with him too. Yeah. So you can buy our product and check us out, coldcasegear.com. And then just across social media, Cold Case Gear is our handle. Definitely feel free to reach out. I'm the guy checking the Instagram and the Facebook. If you have any questions, I always, I'm always around. And we hope to be a part of your next adventure and help your phone alive a little longer. Yes, I love it. And your diabetic tools, I mean, keep your phone, your diabetic tools. Wait, yep. I bet. Can I come up with one more off the cuff? I know that I... I'll think about it. I bet I can come up with another one. All right, go find your guys' successful, most successful failures out there and learn from it. Keep going. If John and I are any proof of it, hundreds and hundreds of failures lead to at least getting something off the ground and being able to to keep moving forward. There's always room to grow, but that's part of being an entrepreneur. Thanks so much for being here, John. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, that's a wrap. Thanks again for getting wild with us on the Adventure Capital Pod. As always, business in wilderness is an adventure. 
We hope you learned something valuable and found inspiration to go solve the outdoor industry's problems. Feel free to drop an email to me directly with any feedback, questions, or guest suggestions at theadventurecapitalpod at gmail.com or follow me directly on Twitter at chap underscore chats. I'd love to hear from you. For all of your secondhand gear needs, be sure to check out my company, Rerouted, at www.rerouted.co or on any of the socials at rerouted underscore co. Choose secondhand first and remember to reduce, reroute, reuse. Thank you so much for listening.